All right. Hey, John, we are back just in time for the Christmas holiday season. Um, what, what are we going to talk about today? Man, we are back just in time for uh, the send off of 2022. Um, got some news to catch up on. Of course, if we were to go over all the hot news in telecom, we'd be recording a six hour podcast that so nobody wants to listen to that much uh, telecom news. But Too much. big news uh, on the art off front. Now we are two years after. Art off approvals, and we finally got uh, the last of the top ten winners um, ready to authorize at the FCC. Um, got some 10G news from Comcast, and a little tech uh, update on the old Hollow Core Fiber that I think we've touched on a while back. Man, I'm excited to uh, to hear and to talk about all that. So let's dive in. <laughs> You've got mail. This is Andy and John Talk Telecom with Andy Netzel and John Rewe. All right, you're now logged into Andy and John Talk Telecom. I am Andy Netzel. And I'm John Rewe. John, uh, how have you been? It's been a, a while since we have uh, recorded one of these. Actually, I think September uh, when we did it at live at the um, at SCTE Expo in in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's been a long time. It took me a minute to get all the gear set up again. Um, <laughs> but man, I mean, we had such an awesome time at Expo, and, and it's still uh, it's, it's been a little bit, but it still seems kind of fresh. We had a lot of content. A lot of people stopped by. Uh, the SCTE booth to sit down with us and uh, hope everyone out there's had a chance to catch some of the cool interviews we had with some of the luminaries of the SCTE. Um, but yeah, here we are. Um, time to record another news episode and, and catch up. How you, have you been, Andy? It's It's been a minute since we Good. dropped one of these. It's been a busy fall. Uh, you know, I know it's been been busy for, for you as well. Um, just uh, the fun never stops, but uh, here we are at uh, near the end of December. It is almost Christmas, hence why I'm wearing my little my little Santa Claus hat here, trying to get into the Christmas spirit and Christmas mood. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. It's a little chilly down here in Houston, and uh, you know it's, it got down about forty degrees today, which is Ooh. not good. Not what we signed up for down here. Um, yeah, I think our high is like 18 degrees on Friday. So I'm not really looking. The high is 18. Wow. Oh, no, no. Sorry. The low. The low Look, is 18. Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty extreme for Houston. I mean, you've got your uh, standby generator on, uh, you ready? know, yeah. ready and got the whole home generator. I'm not messing around with uh, our power grid anymore. After last time, you weren't going to screw with that anymore. What a, what a disaster. But, but yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's been good. And, and your fall has been, has been good as well. It's been great, you know. Um, the, my little uh, little telecom family uh, had a new addition, a little baby joined the fam. Yeah, so, little really, yeah. So that's been a fun thing for the past couple months, and uh, really stoked for the holidays and catching up with family and having lots of delicious uh, things to eat and drink. Yeah, uh, yeah. The food, food's where it's at. I bought a cake on this weekend. I'm like, you know what? I feel like buying a Christmas cake. I'm gonna buy a cake, and it's about eighty percent gone. Nice. What flavor? <laughs> uh, is a Costco vanilla sheet cake. Man, it's Costco fantastic. gets it done. Costco always gets it done. Shout out, Costco. Man, that's right. What's so, your uh? What What are you looking forward to eating the most? Ooh, on ah, 
I don't know more. Th- I associate Thanksgiving more with food than Christmas. Yeah. Uh, oh, but I will say I like hot chocolate with peppermint schnapps. I always look for oh, every every nice. Christmas season. How about you? Well, yeah. Well, I feel like Thanksgiving there's like a specific menu that you expect every year, and so it's yeah. like for and there's traditions that go with it. Like, oh man, every year I'm gonna have the fill in the blank, the pecan pie or this turkey or this dressing. But Christmas is kind of open, like. You know there's going to be a lot of good food, but, you, you know, it could be a little bit anything. Like, we've had tamales before. We've had, you know, uh, my dad wanted a duck one year, so we did duck. You know, well, it's... People order pizza. Who cares? It's Christmas. Yeah, why not? Good day. Yeah, so, well, yeah, we're, I think we're, we've got um, a lot of family in town. We'll have we'll be doing a big fajita feast here uh, one night coming up, and I'm really looking forward to that. Actually. That's what, yeah, we're doing, we're doing Tex-Mex on Christmas Eve, so I'm excited. Why not? We're in Texas. That's absolutely... You know who doesn't have Tex-Mex, though? A lot of other states. A lot of other states, including <laughs> Pennsylvania, specifically oh. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, home of Philly cheesesteak. Philly, che- okay. Uh, let's go telecom wise. S C T E. Uh, oh, I know, I know, I know. All right, Comcast. Comcast. There we go. <laughs> uh, you know, you got to have a transition in there somehow. I know. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Comcast. <laughs> uh, about a week ago, they made a. Uh, there was an announcement made that they uh, made a, and I want to get this right. You know, Doxis 4.0 multi gigabit symmetrical internet connection, uh, and was, you know it's, it's a big deal. It's part of of Comcast and the, the cable industry. Um, 10G push and and the the 10G there it is. 10G right there. And for those watching on YouTube, the 10G initiative. Um, so yeah, they they announced the world's first live multi-gigabit symmetrical internet connection powered by 10G and full duplex Doxus 4.0, the uh, successor to Doxus 3.0 and 3.1. Um, 10G, you know, the we've talked about it, the cable industry's drive and, and a push for the next uh, generation of of technology. Uh, what they'd like to get to is 10Gbps, 10 gigabits per second, right? Uh, symmetrical up means downloading. 10 gigabits per second, uploading 10 gigabits per second. That's the goal. And they think Doxus 4.0 is going to help get them there. So Comcast, uh, you know, the engineers had this test and they were able to make that internet connection. Um, that was a, a, the world's first live multi-gigabit symmetrical connection. Uh, interestingly enough, they did not announce what speeds were achieved. Earlier this year, they they achieved, I think it was like four gigabits per second in, in a lab trial, but um, in this internet connection test, they didn't really announced the speeds they got john um so it's safe to say they they're not at 10 gigabits per second yet but uh it's exciting that um doctor 4.0 is uh, maybe right around the corner and and with that um continued field tests and and a push and a drive towards getting symmetrical 10 gigabits per second which would be fantastic because my internet speed can never be fast enough well it can't you know i think even if we're getting halfway to 10, 10 gig symmetrical, that's still pretty significant and still shocking uh, to be able to do that over a piece of coax. And um, it's a great achievement. I, you know, I don't know how long we've been working on 10G. I can't remember exactly when that uh, initiative was begun, but um, you know, it's uh, I love the sort of the branding there because if it's a a 10g product uh it may or may not be 10 gigs but the thing is that's the way it is with even gigabit service every when everybody rolled out their first gigabit services whether it was via fiber doxus 3.1 even doxus 3.0 um it was like gigabit service um and then everybody goes 
gets it, goes in and does a speed test and gets 780 megabits per second. And they're like, I didn't get my gig. And, you know, it's like, well, it's pretty darn close. So, yeah. you know, slightly different technical aspects to 10G. But, I mean, I think we will get there and it's going to be a pretty special thing. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You're, you're going to lose some of that speed, you know. I mean, maybe when you make a direct wired uh, connection at your house, you, you'll get, you know, the fast speeds. But once you put in a router, uh, the Wi-Fi router, you're going you're gonna to lose those speeds. And, yeah, you know, detractors um, are saying in the cable industry's goal is 10 gigabits per second downloading but you know upstream uploading they have not figured out and they don't know how they're going to get 10 gigabits uploading right uh, upstream and they're not they're not sure they're going to get 10 gigabits symmetrical um but yeah either way it's still a it's it's a it's a fun announcement docs is 4.0 the the working parts are there the uh the plumbing is 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 there and then the uh, the hardware and and all of that um hey we want, well, we want multi-gig speeds up and down so it's all well, good. yeah, and this wasn't just in a lab. This was in an actual like business environment. So that's a that's a huge step if we've got you know commercial ready deployment there. So yeah, I'm looking you, forward to looking forward to seeing what their speeds actually are once they start posting them. For sure, yep, big steps in the 10G race. John, one of the things that we we talk about a lot is the or have talked about a lot is the Rural Digital Opportunity Fund. Um, you know, and it's been a while since we have talked about it. What's what's the latest going on there? And when, you know, do you remember when, um, hey, you want to just review it? When did it all start? When did, the, when did it get announced? Well, you know, I feel like we've been talking about Ardoff for almost the entirety of this podcast. And when you look yeah. back to, yeah, I mean, I guess we, that was, a, it was the beginning of December of 2020, actually, when Ardoff uh, round one winners were announced. Um so you got to figure that actually means that we've been doing this podcast for well over two years now, which is pretty exciting. Mm. Yeah. But um, so you would have thought, I mean, at the time, December, you know, early December 2020, you would have thought, OK, within two years, we'll have all of this sorted out. Money will be flowing. Networks will be under construction. And round two of the 16.4 uh, billion uh, will have probably been auctioned off as well. Um, but here we are, um, two years, a little over two years later, um, 9.2 billion in the first round, uh, finally getting around to approving all of the funding and of the top 10 winners, um, the eighth biggest just got approved. Who's that? Uh, that would be, Resound Networks okay. out of Pampa, Texas. Yeah. After two years of uh, deliberations, the FCC is um, given ready to authorize status to um, Resound Networks. $311 billion was their winnings. Um, Pampa, Texas is way up in the Texas panhandle, and um, that is the home of Resound Networks, founded in 2015, uh, covering Texas Panhandle, uh, mostly with fixed wireless, but also fiber. Um, they uh, propose to offer fiber and fixed wireless to underserved locations in seven states uh, with their winning Ardoff bid, but earlier this year uh, encountered some bitter opposition from uh, the National Rural Electric Co-op Association and NCTA, the Rural Broadband Association, uh, when news broke of Resound's plan to lean more heavily on fixed wireless technology than initially proposed. And as we've talked about time and again, 
about this whole fixed wireless versus fiber thing in the context of RDOF. And, um, yeah, a lot of people were pretty upset about RDOF um, saying, or not being, I guess, more clear about the rules and, and for the winners not being more clear or honest about their um, plans, which I think they laid out. You know, I, I, there's a lot of questions around that um, about, you know, uh, favoring certain technologies, obviously. Um, the letter, uh, so at the time, quote, unquote, this apparent belated switch in plans after the auction has taken place on the part of uh, Resound presents significant concerns highlighting once again both the lack of transparency in the auction process and questions surrounding accountability in the wake of the auction's results, uh, wrote NRECA and NTCA in a letter to the FCC that was back uh, earlier this year. So, I mean, certainly Resound was not the only um, uh, winner under scrutiny for saying, oh, we're going to do fiber, and then, oh, actually, now we're going to do wireless. The thing that's interesting, though, is kind of as, I mean, we're talking about a couple of years here. I mean, the wireless technology has really advanced significantly. You know, that's kind of in the timeline where um, Tirana, you know, came out and uh, had really successful trials and has begun to be deployed pretty widely and is delivering, uh, I guess, gigabit or near gigabit speeds in a lot of places. Um, and then kind of in this process, Resound actually went ahead and started building fixed wireless in a lot of the areas that they won, even without the government funding, and uh, were very have been very successful with licensed and unlicensed um, uh, near gigabit uh, fixed wireless. So, like uh, you know, I understand their you know, their competitors' stance, and you know, hey, bait and switch. You said you're going to do fiber after sure. you've been. Uh, you know, awarded the contract. Now you're going to switch. I understand that, but you know, that's also why, you know, the FCC put in this review period, right? So, okay, mm -hmm. we're review your plans and you got to prove it to us. We're not just going to hand over this money without any sort of, um, you know, show me the body, show me the proof. And, and, you know, sure. Resound switched from, you know, some of their plans from, from putting in fiber to, putting in these fixed wireless networks, but they also prove themselves to FCC that, hey, A, this is going to work, and B, look, we've already started building it. We have results of, you know, real, um, you know, not just tests, not just lab tests, but, hey, we've actually connected these customers. Here are the speeds that they are getting, um, and, and they really, you know, they gambled on themselves and, and on their network and on what they can do, and, you know, it appears that that they won. Yeah, and in the meantime, they can point to a lot of other providers who have successfully deployed this and are successfully delivering the speeds that um, that Resound said that they were going to provide in these underserved areas. Um, so, I mean, and the, kind of the same thing happened, too, during the review process for other technologies, like take SpaceX, for example. They were one of the biggest winners, but they got denied later because although the speeds... Yeah, that whole saga, you know, go listen to episode whatever it is of, yeah. of that. <laughs> where we went. episodes ago. Yeah, but I mean, their ability to deliver actually declined uh, with the same technology during the process of the review, and they ultimately were denied. Um, but yeah, good good for Resound and uh, long-awaited uh, approval uh, for them, and and they can get get to work. I mean, not to say that they haven't; they've already been building, as I said. But now the now the federal money uh, will be uh, flowing, barring one other thing. It's a two-step process. So once 
FCC announces you're ready to approve, you have to submit a final uh, financial report um, so that the FCC can verify your solvency and ability to um, you know, have the lines of credit and whatever other funding is needed to actually execute the plan and, and then the money will begin to flow. So, um, yeah. but yeah, there, that rounds out the top 10 round one art off winners. Um, uh, resound being the final approval there. And just to kind of recap, the top 10 were LTD broadband at 1.3 billion, which was denied charter with 1.2 billion, uh, which was mostly approved. They did default on some of theirs, but they've been actively building um, since uh, before their approval. Uh, Rural Electric Co-op Consortium, uh, Connexon, $1.1 billion. Um, SpaceX was number four with $8.9 billion denied. Uh, Windstream $8.9 billion? Billion, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, million. Million, okay. That's yeah. Thanks for the correction there. Yeah. <laughs> got to keep me straight. I'll get it. Uh, yeah, Windstream got $523 million. NextLink got uh, $429 million. They're also uh, one who's actively and successfully deploying um, gigabit fixed wireless um, with Globetel uh, gear, and I think uh, maybe adding some others now. Uh, Frontier got $371 million. Resound now with three eleven. Starry, that's another story that we haven't had a chance to cover yet, but um, Starry showed a lot of promise uh, even before RDOF and um, did an IPO to try to raise money to you know, meet their uh, urban broadband plans and rural uh, plans with all their RDOF winnings, and uh, that uh, stock went belly up, and Starry has defaulted on all of its winnings. And then rounding out the top ten, CenturyLink with two hundred sixty-two million. So well, it's a good, it's a it's a good win for Resound, and it's good to see, um, you know, fixed wireless getting some love because you know we, as you and I have talked about, and as we talked about with guests, um, there is just like many things in life, there's not one size fit all. There is not a one size fit all solution for, um, you know, connecting all these rural areas across the country. Right? It's it's going to take a mix of fiber and fixed wireless, and um, you know, maybe even one day. The, the network of, uh, of satellites in, in space. Um, but it's going to take a, a mix of these technologies. So it's good to see, uh, you know, resound gamble and bet on themselves, uh, put up these fixed wireless networks and, and see them working. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, talking about, um, fixed wireless, uh, it, it continues to be a part of the conversation even now with the, the bead funding, the broadband equity and diversity, um, uh, broadband funds. When I was at the um, Texas Telephone Association um, uh, conference here at the beginning of the month, um, there was a lot of talk about um, different technologies and whether this uh, funding should be technology agnostic. And, um, you know, I think the thought was we've got to really up our uh, baselines of what is considered broadband. We need to, like, focus on uh, fiber. And then it was interesting that, um, uh, a representative from um, Valley Telephone uh, in South Texas stood up and said, hey guys, y'all can't overlook fixed wireless now because as you all know, there's, I mean, I don't totally put words in his mouth, but essentially he's like, you all know that there's a lot of areas where it only makes sense to do uh, fixed wireless and we are at our own expense investing in the very expensive Tirana gear and delivering these gigabit type speeds 
to our rural customers today. And so you can't discount, um, you know, the value of that. And, you know, frankly, if you can uh, also find a lot of stories out there now about how inflation has pushed the costs of a lot of these um, art off projects up, some have even doubled. And so, um, you know, the, the art off money was supposed to bridge the gap between what, uh, you know, a reasonable investment uh, to serve these areas, you know, would be um, to get an ROI that actually made sense because it was, you know, you can't really bank on a 20-year or 30-year ROI. So the only way this is going to happen is with, you know, a subsidy. So now we've got a subsidy that makes it, uh, you know, feasible. And then now your gear um, doubles in price or workforce costs double in yep. price. What's the, what's the over under on uh, the time frame where a company in that top 10 goes back to the FCC and is like, hey, um, you know, that money you gave us, it just isn't going as far as we thought it would when the bid was made. Either we need more or we need to um, retract or reduce our commitments to these areas. Um, you know, obviously we hope <laughs> I'm, I'm being, I'm playing, you know, I'm being making light of the situation, but um, very real possibility with the, uh, um, I mean, yeah, this was based, hopefully they added, um, you know, some inflation into their, uh, you know, cost benefit analysis when they made these bids. But again, this was, you know, two years ago that this was awarded, um, and costs, yeah. ob- costs have obviously increased. Yeah, they have significantly. And on top of that, um, some of the technology has improved. So, and, and <laughs> advanced. So the technology that we might be able to deploy, today a fixed wireless technology that maybe is the only way to serve an area why are we going to put in what we spec in our art off bid when there's a superior technology available that does cost a little more um you know there's a lot of things factoring into some of these and i think um yeah i think you're right there's going to be a lot of issues where companies are going to either go back to fcc and say hey we need more money or there may be some more defaults um that come into play and um i think the question that's going to come out of that is, you know, who who's left holding the bag, and 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 it's probably going to be the the underserved populations that end up having to wait for the next project to finally get the broadband access they need. Absolutely. Well, we will. Uh, sounds like we'll have more to report on later on. Seems like we will. All right, as always, thanks for listening to uh, Andy and John Talk Telecom. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, you know, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, give us five stars, rate us, all of that good stuff. Watch uh, on you YouTube. Why? Yeah, exactly. You, you want to see our, our, our pretty faces. <laughs> watch us and follow us on YouTube. That would be great. Um, yeah, good episode, John. I appreciate all of the... Uh, and discussion we're able to bring i got i got one more for you where in the top 10 do you think the united states ranks for um fastest countries for median 5g download speed Ooh, uh, that's a median downloads fastest median download speed i would have to say probably 10th 10th <laughs> you would be wrong because they are not in the top 10 Oh, in the world, worse than I expected. <laughs> have slow five download speeds, right? But where would you? Where do you think the U.S. would rank in five G availability? Um, you know, kind of countrywide, right? So what percent? Now I'm not actually what percentage of the country does five G cover, but 
you know, where do you think the U.S. ranks in 5G availability compared to countries around the world? Mm, probably at least above average, but Number I guess one. it depends on how you define 5G. Uh, yeah, that's true. So <laughs> based on users with 5G capable handsets. So it's fi- it's availability okay. of the network plus how many people have 5G capable handsets. We rank number one with 54, a little over 54% of, of the country where 5G is, is available and people have 5G capable handsets, right? So we rank number one in availability, but we're not even in the top 10 for speed. Um, so that's- So uh, we've got ubiquitous- availability of a product that is slower than its predecessor by and large yes that's a good one <laughs> so except for you have the ultra wide band and kid propagation yes yeah so hopefully we'll, we'll boost up those speeds and keep that available availability number one that's good but, um, that's right but yeah. but yeah so john enjoy your christmas i hope uh it's full of uh of you know family friends good food everything you want it to be um, your, your first Christmas with uh, little baby Riwi. So I uh, hope it's special and memorable. Thanks, Andy. I hope you have an awesome Christmas as well with family and to all our listeners out there. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and uh, thanks for listening. We really Merry appreciate Christmas. it. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do appreciate it. Sorry to cut you off there, John. No, no, it's been a great year. I mean, really fantastic. Uh, uh, bunch of things we've gotten to do uh with the podcast this year people we've gotten to meet and uh, yeah let's keep it going looking forward to next year and looking forward to uh going to connect x in may in new orleans Heck yeah new orleans hopefully we'll get to uh, do some podcasting from that show we'll be fun it will be so all right john well hey enjoyed it i'll see you next time all right later andy bye everyone